The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? How are you now? Folks, that was an ugly one. Your Montreal Canadiens lose 4 to nothing to the lowly San Jose Sharks. Hello and welcome to episode uh, 22 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and I'm losing my voice. I don't know why. Um... Maybe it's because I was yelling at my TV screen for them to shoot the goddamn fucking puck for like 60 minutes there. Uh, Jesus, they, they really, uh, for whatever reason, seem to be allergic to shooting in that game. Even though they did, you know, the, the bulk of the shooting out of the two teams, particularly at even strength. Um, let's just get into the recap so I can get through that as quickly as humanly possible because nobody wants to relive four goals, four and zero. Or sorry, four goals against and zero, four. Uh, but they didn't get scored on 30 seconds into the game, which is a good start. They they have a tendency to do that, especially when Jake Allen's in it for some reason. But less than two minutes of in uh, Alexander Barabinov. Wrap around. Jake Allen can't handle it. Matt Nieto, uh, he comes in, just bangs in the rebound. one nothing. Offside review. Brought on by Habs Challenge. Sure looked to be offside. Now it was close. I would have been fine if they had said, you know, it's inconclusive and we're going with the call on the ice. But instead, they said it's confirmed. Confirmed onside. That was way too close to be confirmed onside. But whatever. You know, whatever the fuck ever. Didn't matter anyways. one nothing for the Sharks. Habs kill off the penalty anyways uh, from their failed challenge. But then immediately, Johnny Kovacevic throws one over the glass. Uh, but they kill that off. Doesn't matter. The Habs tilt the ice in their favor from there. They get two power plays from there on out in the first period. They screw both of them up, of course. You know, they're not shooting enough. They're just too many passes, trying to get too cute with it. We go into the second period. Dvorak, a couple minutes into the game. Christian Dvorak coming in on the wing. Beauty of a goal on the rush, but it gets called off. Evgeny Dadunov pushed a defenseman into the goaltender. Evgeny Dadunov goes to the box for interference. No goal. Habs killed a penalty. Sharks had nine shots at that point. I'm pretty sure eight of them came during the first period power plays. They were getting dominated at even strength by the Habs. But none of it mattered. None of it mattered. Habs get their own power play. Predictable bullshit. Beating the Sharks to hell at even strength, but they can't do anything at the power play. Um, they get a five on three to start the third period. Let's just skip right into the third period. That's where the events happen for the Sharks anyways. Uh, they get a five on three, but a minute... Uh, minute five on the five on three uh, they get some chances but they can't do much with it they can't do anything with the remaining minute that they have on the power play at five on four either 
And then just shortly after that power play, Logan Couture uh, gets a breakaway. He goes five hole. Oh, sorry. No, I'm, 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 I'm in the wrong order here. Right after the power play, Thomas Hurdle drives the slot and gets a tip in front of the net. That makes it 2 nothing, And then Logan Couture uh, gets a breakaway, and he goes 5-hole on Jake Allen, makes it 3 nothing. Um, Habs, again, they, they dominated that period uh, at even strength, but they just could not get anything past, uh, what's his face, Capo Kakinen. And uh, he did make some really nice saves in the third period, but he didn't have to make that many nice saves. His biggest work was really in that third period. And Habs pull the, the goalie a little bit early. Thomas Hurdle gets loose, and it's 4 nothing. Your final. Not a great game. I mean, in, unless you like five-on-five five dominance with a loss. So if you're on Team Tank, you might really like that game because they're clearly better than the Sharks. That That's going to be your silver lining today. Uh, that's the shittiest silver lining ever to say, we're better than the Sharks. Uh, but they are. They're, they're clearly considerably further ahead of the Sharks in, in terms of you know, getting towards competition, I would say, if you're looking at that game. If you played that game 100 times, the Habs are winning 99, and we just watched the one where they don't win. Uh, what are you going to do? I mean, it's clear that they were the better team uh, in all facets of the game except the power play, and that's your silver lining. Is <laughs> if, if, if we're measuring ourselves against the Sharks, which is probably not something that we want to do, I hope it's not something that the Habs brass is doing, uh, you can say with conviction they are better than the San Jose Sharks. Whatever the fuck that's worth. I don't want to turn this into a rant. I don't. But I gotta, I gotta talk about the power play again. Jesus Christ, it's bad. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I honestly, I wish I had the answer. If I had the answer, they'd probably hire me as a coach, though, <laughs> wouldn't they? Maybe they wouldn't. But um, that's probably due to all the articles that I've posted in the past requesting, nay, demanding them to fire coaches. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think even if I had all the answers, they would hire me as a coach. But it's hard to pinpoint what specifically would improve the, the power play at this point. They just make a lot of passes, and they make some really nice passes, right? Like, they, they do. Nick Suzuki is an incredible passer, man. He somehow finds a way to thread that puck over to Cole Caulfield. Now, Caulfield got stopped in a couple of chances. Like, you could argue, like, maybe there was a couple of good shots that, that could have gone in for them, and maybe the power play wasn't that bad on the night. But this is night after night after night after night where we see this power play look like absolute shit, and then occasionally they click and they go for two goals. You know, there's no consistency to it, and I think the problem is they're too cute with it. They're trying way too many passes. Um, they're, they're just not shooting the puck. At one point, I was looking at it, and like Nick Suzuki had the puck on the half wall, right? On the right side of the ice. Cole Caulfield is on the left side, but he's all the way also on the half wall, like at the, hash, at the outside hash marks. And I'm looking at that, and I'm going, why are they both standing like that? Why is Caulfield... Like, I, I get it. Maybe they're trying to get some motion going, and Caulfield's going to come in at some point. But they kind of just stood there for a good two, three seconds. And it's almost like they were thinking about Suzuki trying a ridiculous pass all the way across there. And Caulfield was going to, what, shoot from the outside hash marks? I don't know. But I'm, I'm looking at the overall performance of this power play. And there's just not enough there. Now, I should mention that the Sharks have one of, if I think actually the best penalty kill in the NHL right now. So take that with a grain of salt right because the sharks are dog shit 
So I still think that, you know, the Habs, if they play against the Sharks and they get as many power play opportunities as they did, they should score at least a goal. They had six power plays, including a five on three. You got to put one in the net there. I don't care if you lose the game. If you're going to lose the game, whatever. Who cares? It serves only to improve our draft position. Florida's currently sitting outside of a playoff spot. The Habs could have two lottery picks. So if one of them ends up being a better, having better odds in the lottery, great. You know, we could really restock the cupboards in this offseason. But six opportunities and you can't get one. Now, I, I will say, um, here's like I, I talked about the power play being god awful. Let's give a little bit of credit to the Habs. They did also give up five power plays and zero goals on those power plays. So there's a little bit of good news. Your special teams weren't completely fucking useless on the night. You got something out of one of them. They went 5-0 and in stopping the opposing team's power play. But there's too much talent on this team, power play-wise, for them to not get at least one out of six opportunities. I am at a loss. I don't know how to fix it. Usually I could have a suggestion or two. Uh, I'm, I might be able to, to pinpoint one or two things they did that didn't make sense and say, here's here's how you can fix it is just don't do that or do this instead. But I'm I'm at a loss. It's too many games in a row just seeing the same goddamn thing. Um, I really think at this point my only suggestion would be just start shooting the goddamn puck more. Shoot it more. That was the most frustrating part about that game and not even just... Uh, on the power play just in general where they had some good opportunities to shoot the puck and they weren't they were trying to make a, an extra lateral pass it ends up getting deflected or something it's like again you're you're getting too cute with it like just keep it simple sometimes i don't know i got faith in uh, martin saint louis so i think he can eventually get this to come around um i, I don't have as much faith in alex burrows I think he's a little bit too involved in the power play still because it's still looking a lot like it was last year. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I talked about uh, Logan Mayu on the uh, first inaugural episode of Eyes on the Prospects. I know, very original name. You can check out that episode as well if you're listening on Spotify or any of the other platforms. Um, And Logan Mayu is a player, I think, you know, I said it in the episode he, if you put him on the Habs power play tomorrow, he would immediately improve it. The problem is he's not ready to play in the NHL at all. He needs more time. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if that's maybe really the answer is that they need some extra weapons that can actually contribute on that power play. Again, I once again implore this team, start using more of the young guns on the power play. I don't need to see David Savard on the power play. I don't need to see Joel Edmondson. I don't need to see... I don't need to see any of the people who are like 30 or older. Don't need to see those guys. Really? Actually, I might even put the cutoff at like 28. Don't need to see them. More Slavkovsky. Um, I mean, he's been on the second unit for a little bit and he looks okay. Um, I just, I'd rather if they're going to suck, let's at least find out who out of the people who are actually going to be around for the long haul after this rebuild can, can help it be better because uh, it really needs to be better. Now I've spent too much time on the power play and I'm running out of minutes here in the, po- in the podcast. Um, what else is there to even discuss? Uh, Jake Allen, I don't know. Again, I'm at a loss. He he let in a couple that I, I don't think should have gone in. Uh, there was the hurdle breakaway where he went fiver on him. Uh, you got a piece of that one. You got to close that up. You can't let that go through the wickets. And then the first one, 
the first goal, the Nieto one. Barabinov kind of comes around the net and just puts a, a weak, I don't even think it was technically a shot on goal, the Barabinov wraparound, uh, because he stuck his pad out, but the rebound just comes right out in front, and there's Nieto to just bang it in. Um, those were two goals that I think if he plays them better, if he can redirect that Barabinov one out of the slot instead of right into it, then there's no goal. And the other one, you know, you can't get B5 hole like that. I know it's a breakaway, uh, and I know it's a lot easier said than done, especially for me sitting here on the couch in my office talking about a professional goaltender. But I, th- I think those two are ones that, that can't go in. The, the other two, obviously one's an empty netter, and the other one's a tip down low. Nothing you can do about those. Uh, but those other two goals, you know, I'd like to see him stop those. And, I mean, you look at what Samuel Montembeau has done recently in the net. Montembeau looks like the better goaltender right now. I know they've committed to Allen, um, and I know that that's the guy that they want to start. But I would start evening up the starts a little bit if I were them. This is an evaluation year, right? You're not going to make the playoffs, barring a miracle. So what do you do? Get your evaluations done. Let's take a look at both goaltenders as equally as possible. Of course, you're going to give more games to Allen. He's the more experienced guy. You're going to want him in there for the tough nights. You don't want to throw Samuel Montembeau to the Wolves, so to speak. Um, but I, I would like to see them even it out a little bit more. I'd like to see more of Montembeau. Why not? Why not find out whether or not he can sneak his way into the long-term picture at goaltender? Give me one good reason why not. I know Montembeau has always been a long shot to be part of their long-term plans post Carey Price era. But this is an evaluation year. Right? What do you do? Evaluate. He's there. Give him more games. He's looked fantastic so far this season. Allen a little bit less so. Maybe playing in a little bit less games lets Allen kind of find his groove a little bit better. I'm, I'm spitballing here, honestly. But I would like to see them even it out a little bit more. Um, not for the sake of winning games, but just for the sake of evaluation. Again, multiple has been fantastic. Allen's been okay. I'd like to see the fantastic guy more often and find out how consistently can you be that fantastic. Have you found your groove? We know goaltenders are weird, right? Some goaltenders hit their stride in their mid-20s and all of a sudden become legitimate starters in the NHL. Look at Tim Thomas's career trajectory. Trajectory. Jesus, I can't even talk. Look at that. I mean, let's find out what we got there. Um... (laughs) I'm struggling to think of anybody who played a really good game. So honestly, I'm probably going to cut it off there. Everybody was mediocre in that game. They did a really good job dominating possession at five on five. Did a really good job uh, on the courses. You know, they had way more shot attempts. Forget what it was. It was, it was something stupid. Hang on. I'll, I'll check it. I, I had it up before. It's not going to take me very long. So they outshot the Sharks 22 to nine at even strength and out attempted them. So the Corsi 48 to 19 they missed the net a lot and the shots they did take were either not that great or they got stopped what are you gonna do it it, that's why i said pretty much everybody was mediocre they weren't bad they weren't bad again play that game 100 times you're winning 99 of them we watch the one where they don't so i can't really complain too much about the players up front uh, especially at even strength again that's why i spent most of the time on the power play because that was the one really shitty thing Five on five, really not a lot to complain about. They were solid. They just, you know, they need to shoot more. They need to stop being so cute. Stop making those extra passes. Just put the puck on the net. Good things will happen. 
I don't think Capo Kakinen is going to make all of the saves against you. I think if you get if you inch that up towards you know thirty shots, I think maybe you're you're at least putting a couple in the net. I don't know. End of the day, it's one for the tank. Um, the tank is going pretty good if Florida keeps sucking. If they miss the playoffs and we miss the playoffs, oh boy. Having two lottery picks is going to be fantastic in that 2023 draft. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be even more beautiful if Kent Hughes can pull off some moves and get them some extra first-rounders to go along with it. This team could be good in a couple of years. They could be very good in a couple of years. I'm going to cut it off there. I still managed, even without without a player of the game or anything, to get over 16 minutes. So c'est une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I am on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.